Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome aboard for the second episode of NFL Trend Zone. Um, I am your host, Dustin Baker, and I'm here with Wes Johnson. Uh, we are both writers from FranchiseTag.com, which is a website that will launch here in the near future. And we sit down and talk about football, and we provide it to your eardrums. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about the end-of-season awards. We didn't get a chance to touch on that last week because we were lost in the Super Bowl lore. We're going to talk about free agency. Uh, Wes is going to break down the salary cap for us, and then we're going to get into J.J. Watt's shock free agency and a little bit on Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' refusal to commit to him. But first, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. Football might be over, uh, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. For example, for 2021 um, NFL MVP odds, Patrick Mahomes is the front runner. If you laid down $100 on his candidacy, uh, you would win $500 should he bring home the award next season. Uh, Bet Online even covers like uh, TV shows, other awards, and reality TV. Um, Bet Online has hundreds of propped bets with real time and uh, almost anything you can imagine to gamble on. And of course, there is the 24 hour online casino. So head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. So this is our second go around, Wes. How are you doing out in California tonight? Oh, enjoying the day. It was nice sunny out here and uh i'm sure where you are it's you know frigid yeah it's it's the inverse here um i recorded a show with uh super bowl champion bryant mckinney earlier and he lives in miami and i swear like i'm doing shows with the two dudes that like the only two places in the united states that are reasonable in terms of temperature so what the hell uh we gotta we gotta full show tonight we're gonna go over off-season awards free agency outlook you're gonna give us your twist on the salary cap maybe some jj watt stuff maybe touch on the tragedy of vincent jackson and we'll go from there um i'll let you kick us off tonight um on awards end of season awards mvp defensive player of the year what do you got tonight on those yeah i I think last week i kind of got lost in the shuffle of the super bowl uh the nfl awards uh were held super bowl weekend um, we won't get in, into each and every award, but, uh, we'll touch on, you know, some of the awards where, um, you know, certain players might've gotten snubbed and, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, I think we should start off with, uh, rookie of the year, uh, Justin Herbert, he won rookie of the year honors. Um, and a lot of people think that, you know, Justin Jefferson might've gotten snubbed. Um, so I, you know, let's, let's look at the numbers. Uh, Justin Herbert, he, you know, had rookie records for, uh, past TD, um, and then also games with 300, uh, touchdown or with three touchdowns in a game. Um, he also had 4,034 yards, which was seventh most, um, amongst all rookie quarterbacks. Uh, he did this all within uh, 15 games. Yeah, he got the. What's the well, I 
I understand why he won it. Um, I, I thought that um, offensive rookie of the year, first of all, there's like six awards for this and it's stupid. They need to pick one or two and just let it be. Uh, But uh, they, um, the big one, the meaningful one, AP went to Justin Herbert. And I thought that the offensive rookie of the year was immune to quarterback only status because it has been with Saquon Barkley and um, Eddie Lacy even won it back in 2013. But this year it kind of got lumped in with that MVP feel where it's, you know, a quarterback award. And I maintain that Justin Jefferson deserved it. And for a very straightforward reason, Um, Justin Jefferson was a better wide receiver among wide receivers than Justin Herbert was among quarterbacks. So Justin Herbert, Gosh, arguably was maybe the 12th, 11th best quarterback altogether. I mean, he could be the best next year. Who knows? But last year, statistically, leadership, win-loss record, all of that, he was about between 10th and 13th best. Whereas Jefferson was, by yards, by wide receivers, was the third best, and then he chipped in seven touchdowns. So uh, to me, it was so elementary that Jefferson made a thumbprint on the game at his position more so than Herbert. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And, you know, obviously us both being Vikings fans, um, <laughs> it, it, it's a little weird for me to to downgrade Jefferson, but, you know, uh, that's not the purpose of what we're doing here with the show. Uh, so I'm going to come out and say quarterback's the more important position. Sure. Um, you know, it it's the linchpin of the offense, obviously. Uh, the quarterback's touching the ball every single play. Um, he's got to know where everybody is uh, on the field, both offensively and defensively. Um, and then you factor in all the records that he had. Uh, it, it's easy to see why, you know, he was cho- chosen, you know, over Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. I, I, I understand that. And I mean, I'm ultimately I'm okay with it. Cause you know, we have to let bygones be bygones, but then I hope that's the standard going forward that it's just going to be the best quarterback because Jefferson um, was <laughs> God, the third or fourth best wide receiver. So I, I understand why he won it. And I, I also wish the vote would have been a little bit more narrow. It was like 41 to nine or something, but that's neither here nor there. A Justin won it. I get called Justin all the time. Cause my name's Dustin. So I, uh, if you want to, if you're nervous about that uh, Vikings bias that we have, uh, but we don't let enter the show, then I'm going to throw that back in your face because for MVP, Aaron Rodgers deserved MVP based on his 2020 performance. It's kind of like really early on, Mahomes is experiencing the LeBron itis, where most folks will say, Who's the best quarterback in the world? You say Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, okay, but then he's not going to win MVP. Uh, you're going to go who has the best numbers in a given season. And that that was Rogers. And it, that was indisputable. He had more touchdowns. Um, God, I don't, think, I don't know if he had more yards, uh, but his passer rating was higher. His QBR was higher. Uh, his PFS was, PFFs was higher. So Rogers deserves it. And I also think there was also an element of he can do no wrong. And it's about bloody time that we get him another one. And I think they also thought this might be the year that he won a Super Bowl for the second time. So based on his statistics, uh, Rogers did deserve the award. Although uh, Mahomes, I think would be celebrated in most circles as the best football player in the business. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I've got a dark horse. Uh, I thought Derrick Henry uh, really had a phenomenal year. Uh, he's one of only eight running backs in league history to 
who have exceeded uh, 2,000 yards. Uh, so that's league history, eight running backs in league history, um, four of which have won MVP, four of which have been overlooked for another player. Um, just having that pedigree, uh, I don't see how you can you know overlook um, a running back of that caliber. caliber. Uh, they did give him off which is probably the concession to um, the MVP. So Yeah, I think that that was a let's do this guy right because we have to give him something. Um, so the deal there is if you are upset by, the, not you, but the listeners are upset by the quarterbackization of rookie of the year, then you're going to be even more upset by MVP because that one, just from here on out, unless you have like 2,500 rushing yards or 2,000 receiving yards, it's going to a quarterback. And last time uh, a non-quarterback won it was Adrian Peterson, and he had one of those uh, storybook seasons. And gosh, Henry is getting there, especially in a run-happy league. And yeah, I, I'm I happen to be one of the people left on earth that enjoys running the football. Uh, so I can certainly get down with at least some votes cast for. Uh, Henry, but the weird part about this is Mahomes didn't even come in second. He came in third um, behind Josh Allen, and I think Mahomes got like a measly two or three uh, votes. So they liked Rodgers this year. Nothing we can do about it. Uh, It'll probably be the last one he gets. Um, The other thing that's interesting on the awards is on defense for defensive player of the year. It was like when I talked about how LeBron James is – has been the best player in basketball since about 2007, and it's just universally known, but we just don't give him the MVP. We've done it four times in his career, and it should be about 14 times uh, based on who's the best player in basketball. But with Aaron Donald, we're completely fine with giving it to the best defensive player. You know, TJ Watt's statistics be damned. Uh, so it's weird that the voters recognize his supremacy and give it to him in a statistical year where it co- probably could have went to TJ Watt. But here's the deal on that. And I think smart football heads know this. Uh, Aaron Donald plays inside, and he is a defensive tackle. So all of the numbers that you see, or if you want to compare him to Khalil Mack or compare him to Bruce Smith, all these sack masters of yesteryear or even current year with Khalil Mack, he's doing it at a different, uh, trickier position to get sacks, and he's double-teamed all the time. Uh, I don't know if T.J. Watt, how much of a double-team percentage he gets, but the fact that Aaron Donald wreaks havoc at a spot that's not organically supposed to as compared to edge rushers uh, is kind of an endorsement for him to win it every year. And I'd like for him to be in MVP conversations once in a while, but <laughs> no way in a fantasy football happy world. Uh, what do you got on defensive player of the year? <laughs> uh, as you touched on uh, TJ Watt, um, Donald, he is classified as a defensive tackle. They move him all over the, the line, uh, line him up inside, outside. Uh, TJ, he's kind of the, the edge rusher, uh, outside linebacker. Um, he had 15 sacks, uh, two forced fumbles, 23 tackles for loss, uh, one interception, seven pass defenses to Aaron Donald's 13 and a half sacks, uh, four forced fumbles and 14 tackles for loss. Uh, oh, and he only did it in uh, 15 games. So, um, definitely to get sacks uh but i think i did have a a good enough season to you know warrant uh 
you know, defensive player of the year award. Okay. Yeah. And it seems like Donald will just, so long as he remains mostly on the inside, um, I, I'm glad that people realize how good he is um, because he deserves it. And yeah, somebody will probably de- dethrone him. Uh, maybe it'll be a makeup yeah. vote for TJ Watt. Uh, let's move on to free agency. Um, sorry, go ahead. One second, real quick. Uh, there's one more um, award that kind of oh, yeah. grinded my gears. Uh, that was the celebration award, uh, which went to Chase Claypool. <laughs> um, I guess the, the day that it, this celebration happened. It was uh, Juju Smith uh, Schuster's birthday, and they used the football and acted like they were lighting candles on the football, and then they blew the candles out and sung "Happy Birthday" to him. Um, is it a, a cool celebration? Sure, but uh, here we go back to Justin Jefferson, and uh, the gritty is caught fire. You see yeah. the gritty in the NBA now, uh, all over social media. For them to overlook that for uh, birthday cake uh, is kind of yeah. When you when you see average white folks doing the gritty, you know that it's become mainstream, and therefore, if that award means anything, it it deserves a nod. Uh, so yeah, that one just another screw job there on the on the Jefferson train, but it's neither here nor there. Um, on free agency. There are a lot of big names. It's not quite like last year where it was quarterbacks galore with Philip Rivers and Brady, um, but there are names, whether it's Allen Robinson, Dak Prescott, A.J. Green, Trent Williams, uh, Shaquille Barrett, uh, Bud Dupree, J.J. Watt. There are names galore, and it'll be for an exciting uh, March. Um, what are the ones you want to call out tonight on the show? Uh, for free agents to look out for? Um yeah. Let's see. Uh, I would probably say Levante David from the championship Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the guards that will probably hit the, the market, Brandon Sharif and Joe Thune. Um, those are probably some of the bigger names. Do you advocate um, the names advocate, that you mentioned? Do you advocate playing, paying guards humongous money? Um. Uh, I would say yes. Yeah, uh, I do. I do protecting too. the quarterback for the premium. Yeah, I do. But yeah. there's a school of thought that says if you you know get a robust tackle or two, then guards can fall into place. Um, but right. but I I see a lot of gaps in that uh, argument because you know Quentin Nelson and those dudes, and even uh, Tooney or Thuney and Scherf. Yeah, they all those names are probably going to change place, and uh, those those ones have been especially. Uh, Tooney has been uh, in talks for quite some time to move as the Patriots dynasty kind of broke up. Uh, what about uh, some of like the big ones that are going to impact fantasy football? Like uh, Allen Robinson, I think he's a lock to leave Chicago uh, because they're not allowed to have nice things on offense. Uh, where do you see Robinson going or maybe, you know, a team like this so-and-so team? So the most recent news I've seen, um, they're talking about, with Robinson, the Bears might tag him um, and then try to move him. Uh, I didn't realize they could And some of that. the other names that you – oh, yeah. Okay. Some of the other names you mentioned I, I think are good candidates for uh, the franchise tag. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more uh, once we get uh, into the salary cap next. Um, but, yeah, I, I would anticipate seeing 
Um, some of these bigger name players uh, probably get tagged depending on the cap situation for their team. And okay. okay. Yeah. I think that's a nice little teaser for a couple minutes. When we get in salary cap. Um, the two things I want to call out on free agency. Um, I think the, <laughs> the bucks are lucky. And I use that loosely because you know, it was merit based. They are fortunate to have won the super bowl um, because they will probably get back their red, red meat players, not team friendly deals, but at, discounted because you know like levante or Shaq could right now go strike while the iron's hot anywhere you know super bowl champion um especially for Shaq with his you know sack acumen uh could get paid elsewhere but when you get that brady voodoo that you know you stay here you're going to win championships i think that will cause them to remain as a nucleus whereas had they fallen short of a Super Bowl, then they might have scattered. So I want to call that out. That if you're a, if you live in Tampa, you're probably in a, in good shape. Um, How does it feel, by the way? Uh, and the other one that it's a little speech is on uh, Dak Prescott, and I cannot. I'm first of all, I'm sick of talking about him and his contract. It's like it started three years ago or something, and it just doesn't yeah. end. Why on earth don't they just pay him and be done? He's like a top ten quarterback. Uh, I pulled the numbers. Uh, you have to follow me in my my logic here. So he has thrown from 2016 until 2019, his three healthy seasons, he's thrown the ninth most touchdown passes in the NFL. If you look back in history, you know, 30 years back from 1986 to 1989, the man who threw the ninth most touchdowns was John Elway. From 1996 to 1999, so 20 years ago, that was Dan Marino. From 2006 to 2009, the ninth most touchdowns with Kurt Warner. So would anybody have any problem in retrospect extending one of those three names, any of those three names? No. So I don't understand this continued foreplay with Dak Prescott and, you know, why the Jerry Jones won't commit to him. Like, what is wrong with his game that you wouldn't want to sign on to him? Like, you really think that the Mahomes types of players are just waiting for you to pluck them. No, you marry a guy like this and you build around him um, and make, make him a household name. These guys don't become household names. uh, All of a sudden it takes championships and you have to build teams around single quarterbacks to get to the championship. So for the love of God, just extend or give him his contract and let's be done talking about Dak Prescott. Want to interrupt for just a second to talk about our newest sponsor, which is eBay. Um, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, um, find the exact shoes you're looking for on eBay. As for the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop a pair um, that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators, uh, which is a team of experienced sneaker authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching, etc., and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee uh, tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verification return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell and flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's definitely earned it. Um, You know, there will probably be some, um, you know, hard lines drawn in the sand, especially Dak coming off of his injury. Uh, but look at what happened to the Cowboys when he got injured. They fell completely apart. Uh, you know, they already had a porous defense. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, solidifying the quarterback position is something that they should do. And, you know, hopefully they take care of them this year. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like why? Like I've, I've, because uh, my favorite team plays in the NFC, your favorite team plays in the NFC. I see a lot of Dak Prescott, and every time I watch him, I'm like God, he's good. He's and what is he? Twenty eight. Like he's yeah. got ten more years to be good. And if Drew Brees can do it one year and be celebrated for the rest of his life, then you should probably sign on with the guy this young who has the world at his fingertips. Uh, and they w- they will do it, but I don't understand why it's taken. Like it's dominated the offseason narrative between him and Zeke forever and i'm sick of it so pay them and <laughs> right. let's move on all right i want to hear your your musings on the salary cap uh because right. pro- proceeds are down because of the pandemic uh nfl evidently has to shave uh finances off certain spots and that includes the salary cap so there will not be a boost in the salary cap and in fact there'll be a slight reduction which will hurt a lot of teams that are in the toilet uh for salary cap to begin with so let's hear your soliloquy on the salary cap yeah, so salary cap, it was introduced in 1994. Uh, since then, the salary cap has only de- decreased in one year previously. That was the lockout year of uh, 2011. Um, obviously, it's going to decrease this year. Um, I'm going to post to our franchise tag Twitter account um, an article, a cap article by Scott Pioli, uh, that was very helpful in some of this research uh, in case our listeners want to listen further or read further on it. Um, the last seven years, the cap has increased by no less than $10 million. Uh, so what that means for our listeners is a lot of these contracts that have been structured have been structured with the idea that this money is going to be available but surprise, the year that we're in now, we're going to see a decrease in the cap. Uh, now, prior to the season, the NFL and the NFL Players Association, they agreed that the cap cannot fall below $175 million this year. Okay. Um, any revenue loss, they agreed, will be spread across three years. Um, they might not do it an equal spread. They might yeah. decide to take, you know, a $20 million hit this year and then spread an additional five out in the next uh, two years. Um, Overthecap.com currently has the cap projected at 180 million, um, which is a roughly $18 million decrease. Uh, Recently, Tom Pelissaro uh, reported it's looking more like 185 million will be the, the cap figure. Uh, so that would still be, uh, you know, 13 million shy of what last year's was. Um, we have about 28 days until the new league year, uh, so we we might not figure out what the actual cap will be uh, until closer to that league new year. The reason being, uh, NFL is talking about adding a 17th game. Yeah. Um, they're currently in new discussions for uh, TV deals. And then they also want to agree on, you know, the future cap numbers. Uh, So all those factors could factor into what that final cap number would be. Um, We talked previously about the franchise tag. Uh, So the the franchise tag will be affected this year. You're more than likely going to see more franchise tags being applied. Uh, The reason being is the tag numbers are projected at or below what the 2020 tag numbers uh, by position were. Okay. So I think last year was like 
24 million for a quarterback. Uh, you're seeing the same number again this year. Okay. So um, almost like a bargain for one year, kind of. Exactly. If you're in transition. So, yeah. Uh, the only caveat to that is with the cap shrinking overall, uh, those that are tagged are going to take up a higher percentage of that cap. Okay. Yeah, that's that's math. And so yeah. that means a lot of people <laughs> won't get that. But yeah, no, that makes complete sense <laughs> to me. Um, do you expect uh, so? So be, it's it's shrinking to 185 per Pelissero. Um, one of our franchise tag writers, Danny uh, Weiss, wrote um, about this this cap thing. Um, do you foresee like shock releases happening uh, because? teams have no other recourse. Whereas in a normal year, they could probably find the extra cheddar to keep them aboard. I mean, there's 32 teams and about 1500 something players. So I tend to agree that there's going to be a handful, if not more, where you're like, holy crap, so-and-so got released. And we'll call that like the pandemic casualty or something like that. Do you foresee that? Uh, Yes and no. Uh, The no being those releases are going to come with dead cap, which yeah. And what dead cap is, is, you know, it's money owed to the player. And if you're cutting them, that money still remains on your expenditures. So with the cap figures dropping, uh, if you're cutting somebody, you're just you're pushing money that you could use for other players, you know, out into the open. Uh, So I don't think so there unless they're on, you know, the last year of the deal. And um, there might be a mutual agreement like we saw with. you know, JJ Watt. Fair enough. Um, so the teams, are, is there a certain caliber of teams that'll be just fine? Like the ones that have more money and the ones that don't like the Eagles and saints, are they just more utterly screwed? Um, I would think so. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to have to happen with the teams that are uh, like in the double digit <laughs> negative millions, <laughs> The, the Saints, for instance, uh, they're going to have to uh, restructure or extend some current players. Uh, right now, uh, Ryan Ramchick and um, I forget their cornerback, um, Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, yeah. Both of them are in the final year of their rookie deals. I think $10 million, $11 million, uh, respectively. If they sign those players to a new contract, they can – configure the the salary to where instead of there being a 10 million 11 dollars 11 million dollar hit this year it might only be 2 million and 2 million so there's ways for them to work it out to to drop that figure down um it's just a matter of you know what players they you know want to extend and which players do they want to restructure yeah on the the saints so they you know, have kicked the can down the road for quite some time. And, you know, by father time or happenstance, they're going to be without their longtime quarterback and breeze. So they're going to have to turn Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, probably Winston, because he's more of a quarterback quarterback. Um, so we're really going to, we already know that Peyton is a, is a damn good coach. But we're really going to find out, uh, you know, if he still got it outside of the, the breeze era and he, he probably will. Um, but God, this seems like a ripe year where they're going to come out and do six and 10, seven and nine and be forced to pay the piper. Uh, is it too early to proclaim that? Probably. Right. Yeah, probably. Uh, one inst- 
interesting tidbit that I, I read today uh, from a former player. I don't really recall who um, on Twitter. He said that uh, there's going to be a lot of really good players who sign one year deals in an attempt to cash in next summer. So, you know, be on the lookout for that, uh, especially do, yeah, the NBA thing. Yeah. Brady and Mahomes, <laughs> you're going to have, you know, people that do a one year ring chase for, you know, low money and, and go from there. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Kawhi when he has all the leverage on the planet. And I think LeBron even did it when he first got to LA. You just keep your options open. You sign these cute but expensive two year deals so you can look at the landscape of the league uh, NBA wise to figure out, all right, do I have to do this because this super team has plotted against me? Um, so, and for the Clippers, I know this isn't a football show, man, they've got a lot riding on it because they mortgaged everything to get that twosome. Uh, but anyhow, it's probably too much basketball talk. Um, let's see, JJ Watt, that was the shock news of the week since we last recorded. Um, it, it, I guess he wants to go try to win a Super Bowl elsewhere. And the Texans obliged. They obliged and even bothered to trade him. And they could have got something handsome in return, especially by just the sticker name uh, and J.J. Watt on it. Um, but the thing that I want to pound home before I get your your take on Watt or his destination um, possibilities is when we think about him, we think of the 2011 through 2015 version where, you know, Sometimes you turn turn a game on Texans and all you do is watch him because it was just poetry in motion type of thing. And rightfully so. He was marvelous. He won, was it three defensive player of the years? Kind of like Donald, who we talked about a little while ago. But he's been hurt habitually for five years. Yeah. And um, he's missed 40% of all football games. And I think he has 26 sacks in five years. And uh, certainly he deserves another big, big contract. Um, you know, uh, market value for him wherever he goes. Um, but I, I want to caution people that usually when a trend spans five years, there's something to it. So don't be astonished if he goes to the Packers or he goes to the Browns and oh, boom, guess what? He's hurt for eight games. Like, you know, not the training camp or anything, but five years is a long time to pretend like, well, it'll be different in this next spot. Um, so right. what do you think about either that or, is it really a two horse race between the Packers and the Browns? Um, so I, yeah, I've heard Cleveland, I've heard uh, Arizona recently as well. Oh wow! Um, I know DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is trying to recruit him. Um, his brother with the Steelers <laughs> is trying to recruit him. Uh, today he tweeted out, "Free agency is wild," and you know, that set set off a whole another wave of you know, rumors and what have you. Um, one team that hasn't been mentioned that uh, we kind of talked about earlier in the show uh, where I personally would like to see him is uh, with the Rams team him up with Aaron Donald. And yeah. Yeah. Just like a, like Olympia Olympic type of uh, defensive line. Yeah. 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 I, I saw that one too. I didn't look at their cap. It must be, well, I don't know. They're weird because they never have draft picks. They always just trade for, right. I mean, it's, it's the, the last time, like this is a thing I tweeted out about two weeks ago. The last time that the Los Angeles Rams draft in the first round was Jared Goff and they're not going to have any picks for the next two years either. So it's like this organic philosophy that 
first round be damned. We don't need it. And, you know, they got to a Super Bowl, so arguably it sort of works. But it's bizarre because it's almost like when you were a teen or a flat-out kid when you're playing Madden and you just look at – you don't really care, know what draft picks are, so you just go trade for all of these, you know, veteran players. Uh, It seems like that's being actionized by real-life humans in California by the Rams, but – uh, that's yeah. here nor there. Another thing I thought about just when you brought the Steelers, and we didn't even have this on our uh, you know brainstorm of things to talk about, is Roethlisberger today the tweet about general management saying, essentially paraphrasing that we're going to explore all of our options at quarterback. And I each each week during the regular season I write an article which is more just a statistic table. Um, I I blend QBR. PFF and passer rating and weight it heavy towards QBR and PFF because a lot of people think passer rating is archaic. But anyhow, Roethlisberger was like number 20 or something. So he's got the last this past season, he got away with a lot of name recognition and the Steelers starting off 10 or 11 and 0 but he wasn't that good. Uh, so it, it surprises me very little that an objective, um, you know, X's and O's front office like the Steelers would say, yeah, not so fast. We got, we got some other things in the mix. Do you think that's just posturing or do you think the Steelers could feasibly have a different starting quarterback in September? I think they could. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, then, um, then what about Roethlisberger? Does he go to the Colts or what? <laughs> and they seem to like to pick up the, you know, last one or two years on, on these players. Yeah. Uh, so possibly who knows? Um, you know, maybe it's kind of a, a forced retirement. Um one name that I'm interested to keep an eye on is uh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he had a up and down run in Chicago, but he's a, a top draft pick, and you know, put with the right coach in the right position, I, I think that he could flourish. Uh, he's definitely shown you know some um, gamesmanship. So yeah, you know. I think his uh, problem which is a problem of a lot of players is that he was drafted so high and bypassed notably for, you know, huge names uh, by an inept bears front office that now he's always compared to Mahomes and Watson and he's a first round talent. Therefore he should be playing like them. And he's flat out, not that good. If he was drafted in the third round, he might be like that Mariota feel, even though Mariota was first round where you would, you would appreciate what you had because you didn't spend all that capital and trade uh, value on him. Um, but one thing we don't do anymore in football is uh, we don't give player quarterbacks time to grow into themselves. And when I was a kid, um, and anybody who is older than about 30 listening will remember this, quarterbacks, first of all, didn't even play until their third year in the league. Um, and if they did, they sucked. They like went 1-15 like Troy Aikman did. Right. <laughs> and but they weren't throwing. They were they were trained to develop uh, and grow into an offense. But now we start these dudes right out of the gate, which is fine by me. But with Trubisky, you almost have perhaps like a Rich Gannon thing, where maybe he doesn't blossom until he's thirty, and then you're you're looking back thinking like, well, what did the was it Vikings and Chiefs or somebody? Uh, I know it was Vikings for sure, uh, where Gannon played there, and he certainly wasn't that good when he played there. And then he went and had right. like MVP esque uh, years with the Raiders and almost won a Super Bowl. So we don't allow that to go into fruition anymore. Like Josh Rosen is a good example. I'll have no idea in my life ever how good he could have been because he got 
get dropped into putrid situations with the Cardinals of 2018 and then uh, Dolphins of 2019. And then now he's on somebody's practice squad. Uh, He could be this unpolished gym that needed a few years, or he could be, you know, coaching high school football by the time we know it. Uh, But we don't have patience anymore when it comes to sports. Yeah. And as you were mentioning with Gannon, uh, I think, Trubisky could have a Ryan Tannehill type yeah, revival yeah. with the with the right position. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm getting with that, and you know why I'm interested to. What to keep about an eye. what about uh, so Mariota and mm-hmm. I perceive Mariota and Teddy Bridgewater not necessarily stylistically the same, but their reputations. Mariota now um, notably benched, but then when he showed up last year for a game, people were intrigued again. And I think there is interest in him like as yep. a patch over quarterback to a rookie. And I personally think Bridgewater's time in Carolina is done uh, because he only threw 15 touchdown passes. And he's unfortunately now shown that's what he does. Right. Like he, he might be relatively good in the in clutch time, uh, but his ceiling so far, you know, bad knee or not, is 14, 15 touchdowns per year. And that that's like 1973 type of stuff. Uh, right. So, do you, I got Bridgewater and Mariota and Trubisky all kind of have that damn good backup <laughs> feel to them? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I think you're right. We've kind of seen uh, what Mariota and Bridgewater have to bring to the table, and uh, holding a clipboard is probably what their future holds uh, on whatever team they wind up with. Okay. All right. Well, I think topic wise, that about gets us to the time limit. Um, In the coming weeks, we're going to start recruiting um, fans from certain teams. I think I said last week we'll have like a Steelers night or a Broncos night or a a Giants night. Um, And then uh, I'll use my connections probably in about a month or so when we hit our stride to hopefully get some players on. um, And then we can do a QA and a with them. Um, But I think other than that, that's all I got. Uh, Wes, what about you? Yeah, uh, hopefully we get some uh, some good NFL news coming out <laughs> over the course of this next week. Maybe JJ Watt lands somewhere. Or, yeah, we just um, gotta we gotta grind it out because it's it's notable about dudes like that. So uh, Kwan Short, who was once yep. a damn good three technique defensive tackle, and JJ Watt, who was you know much better. They can I they can sign anywhere right now if if it you know tickles their fancy. Um, yep. The other dudes, the the ones that we talked about in our free agent segment. We have to wait for one more month and then it'll be like Christmas <laughs> where, you know, exactly. we get to, uh, it reminds me of the NBA free agency of 20, was it 18 or nine, uh, 2019, where there was so much wholesale change and that 12 hours was yeah. like apocalyptic. <laughs> so, so. All right. Uh, we appreciate you folks tuning in um, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.